For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. We're finally here to the Free Speech Friday edition of the Live with Rank program. Thank you for tuning in. There's a lot of negativity going on out there, especially over in Europe, and we'll certainly get into that. Hey, let's start off the day, though, with something interesting. Michigan sheriff pleading with criminals to stop committing crimes for a few months. I don't know if you guys heard about that. I thought it was pretty funny, so I wanted to bring it up to you guys. There was so much, as I said, going on in this state, country, and world that is... Well, quite frankly, depressing and concerning. And we need to find a smile where we can find a smile. An overwhelmed sheriff in Michigan's UP is asking criminals in his county to give him a break. His name is Sheriff Bittner, Michael Bittner from Chippewa County. Chippewa County is located west of Interstate 75 and south of Sault Ste. Marie in the UP. Quote, due to the overwhelming workload on our law and local law enforcement here in Chippewa County, I would ask you to please give us the opportunity to catch up. We need a few months and no criminal activity or emergencies to respond to. End quote. Well, since he asked so politely, I wonder if the criminals in that county might just feel sorry enough for the quote unquote overwhelmed police and give them a two-month break. Now, remember the old saying that you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Perhaps these criminals will appreciate the very nice tone and way in which he asked and stopped their crimes for a short period. What do you guys think? What crimes is the sheriff asking they, quote, please stop, end quote? Well, he gave us a list. I put a piece out there, published it for fun if you want to check it out. Number one, stop drinking and driving or under the influence of drugs. Number two, stop the domestic and sexual assaults. Number three, stop stealing or embezzling from your place of work. Number four, stop selling drugs. Number five, stop driving so fast and crashing. Number six, stop abusing our children. Number seven, stop bringing other people's urine to court-ordered drug test. That's what he posted on a Facebook page. All that is out there in that piece I wrote. And I even interjected my own little humor in there. As Joe Biden would say, come on, man. He's only asking for seven different violations and crimes for people to pause for a few months. And I found this great clip of Joe saying over and over in different situations, come on, man. So check it out there. I think you guys will like it. So I wonder why he did not ask for people to stop stealing from other people in stores or murder. Sheriff Bittner went on to write that, quote, the overwhelming workload on all of our local law enforcement and first responders put a huge strain on all of them, end quote. Now, I realize 
the sheriff was having some fun while he informed his country, his county, I should say, of the strain on all the local enforcement and first responders. He finished his post writing, quote, yes, I know we won't get two months to catch up, but one can hope. Yes, I would hope people would never do these things, but there's just seems to be no end. Have a great weekend. Respectfully venting Michael Bittnar, Chippewa County Sheriff. Now, many of you know I do try to interject humor when I can. So I really enjoyed the sheriff's way in which he used humor to explain the amount of stress and strain on the first responders, at least in his county, Chippewa County. So I had to try it a little fun with it myself. Check out the piece. I think you may enjoy that. Hey, if you want to join us today, being Free Speech Friday, those of you who don't know, that means you can call in with whatever you'd like. Generally, what happens is you will call in or you can get on air for talking about or you want to talk about something that I brought up during the show. It doesn't have to be I brought it up right now. You got to call now. I could bring it up now and you can call two hours from now. It just... We keep Monday through Thursday on focusing on these issues I want to get across to all of you. Friday's your day. As I say each and every Friday, no one else out there gives you 20% of their airtime. There are maybe some radio talk show hosts like myself out there that do, other than I. But you don't get that on news, print news, TV news, anywhere else. That is the greatness of talk radio. Talk radio, you can decide what you want to talk about today. And you can change the topic on a dime. All you got to do is call 269-441-9595. Or you can email me at rank RE as an excellent NK at town squaremedia.com we also have the app chat open now if you have an app of one of the stations you're listening to me on I do have an interview in the last segment of the show it's a little program note his name's Chris Ventura and he works with Consumers Energy Alliance they contacted me and they they specialize or they their expertise is in, obviously, energy. And I thought, okay, let's have them come on air and talk about what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Did you see what Russia is doing? They're bombing innocent people. They're not even just attacking the military. They killed a little boy because they're bombing apartment complexes. That's the evil that is Putin and his soldiers for doing it. I would assume so, wouldn't you? So I know you hear from me about oil and it going up. In fact, yesterday after my show, I drove right to the gas station. And even though I didn't need to top off my tank, I topped it off expecting gas to go up very shortly. So Chris will talk to us about that. Hey, talking about the police and keeping a little levity right now until we get into the serious stuff. 
reckless Amish buggy driver arrested for DUI. Tell cops he had a couple beers. <laughs> this happened in Jefferson County, Pennsylvania. Now, I used to live for a long time in outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In fact, that's where I moved from back to Michigan. I grew up here in Michigan, went to high school and college in Michigan. And after college, I never looked back. I had left Michigan, lived in different parts of the country from 1986 till 2006. So 20 years. 2006 is when I ventured back to my home state here. So I know quite a bit about the Amish because we used to go to their community quite often. In fact, I still have furniture made by the Amish. So I know exactly where this place is. It says here, the horse-drawn buggy was being driven so recklessly, the wheels were throwing sparks, Pennsylvania cops say. When they pulled it over, the man driving it told police he had a couple of beers, resulting in his arrest for DUI. It was a 20-year-old from Jefferson County, Pennsylvania. Now, he's going to be in some trouble. I don't think the Amish can drink. He faces a misdemeanor driving under the influence charge and was also cited for careless and reckless driving. Police say they began following the horse of buggy and watched it as it sped up while rounding a turn. The buggy driver then locked the buggy's brakes and slid the wheel, sending sparks flying, according to the police report. Other officers continued to follow the buggy until the driver pulled over to let the officers pass. That's when police say they asked if the driver if he was okay, and he responded in slurred speech. During the field sobriety test, the horse was skittish, so police say they allowed the man to remain by the animal's side until a family member could come for it. <laughs> I thought uh, that was quite interesting. 269 441-9595. We'll come back on the other side. Phone lines are open if you guys would like to call in. It doesn't have to be about the Amish young man drinking and driving his buggy or the Chippewa County police sheriff up in the UP asking via their Facebook page for the criminals to give them a two-month break. It can be whatever you'd like. Love to hear from you. You're listening to me, Rank. I'm a Live with Rank show, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Live with Rank show. Thank you very much for that on this free speech Friday. You guys drive the content of the show. If you would like, just call in and let's start discussing what you would like to talk about. 269-441-9595. Let's go to the phone lines. And Galesburg, Michigan. Bob, thanks a lot for calling in and holding on. You're on. Thank you for letting me talk. Um, this past few weeks, the county snowplow people have plowed our road out much better than most of the year. And I just wanted to send some kudos out to whoever did that, because uh, usually our, our, we're a county road, and uh, it doesn't get plowed out until the third day. And they've been on the ball the last couple of weeks. Well, I sure enjoy that. Well, that's very nice of you. This is a great opportunity to call in, and I'm sure some of those people who are out there plowing right now listen to talk radio. Uh, I hope they do. And, and you're in Galesburg, uh, so uh, the county yes. people have come out there and uh, appropriately or quickly have addressed your road. So 
That's very nice of you, Bob. Yes. Yep. All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for calling in. See, that's what this Free Speech Friday is all about. Whatever you guys would, would like to do. 269-441-9595. Now, I'm going to get to some the Michigan news first, and then we'll get into this insanity that's happening over in Europe with Russia in Ukraine. And now it looks like Russia's actually killing the innocent population. Now, whenever there is war and bombs are flying, uh, things like that happen. But to be targeting an apartment building, that's going to happen. It's almost like they wanted it to happen. Now, let's get into some Michigan issues. First of all, I spoke to you guys last week, I think it was, about an incentive plan. So this is part of what our state house and state senate was doing and does do through the mega programs or what have you. Uh, They give our tax dollars away or they uh, give tax abatements to try to lure companies here. And, my, and I, I think most people have a problem with that, but most people understand it. And that was always my position and, and has been. If other states are doing it, then what are we supposed to do? Now, the Mackinac Center for Public Policy has done studies in the past and they say it really doesn't bring us much. So yes, we could Uh, their position is you could stop offering these things. So there's two thoughts definitely on that. Now, we found out that GM was bringing some plants to the Lansing areas and the state house and the state Senate, as well as Governor Whitmer, you know, wanted to give them the sky, the sun and the moon. And they were getting a lot, but they were going to be held to certain benchmarks. Well, guess what? According to the Detroit News, Michigan plans to tie GM incentives to lower investment job figures than touted. Michigan leaders plan to tie $600 million in taxpayer-funded incentives for General Motors project to benchmarks that are lower than the 4,000 new jobs and $6.5 billion investment that they have been touting. And this is according to documents and state testimony and testimony, I should say, in state committee hearings. Yes. $600 million of our dollars, either directly, I'm not really quite sure it's that, or tax abatement for 4,000 jobs. Now, they talk about a $6.5 billion investment if they're actually going to spend $6.5 billion, if that's what they mean, to upgrade or build facilities, warehouses, manufacturing lines. We have to consider that and what money that brings in. $600 million for just 4,000 jobs doesn't sound a lot, but now it's even less. Is that the trick these people play? You tell me. 269-441-9595.
1-800-848-9495. Also, Governor Whitmer has signed bills two days ago on Wednesday that both Republican and Democrats believe will reduce prescription drug prices in Michigan by imposing new limits and transparency standards. Short of them dictating what prices can be, which is then so communist, communism, I don't know what they're trying to do here or if what they're doing actually does what it's supposed to do. It says this bipartisan package sets up licensing requirements for pharmacy benefit managers. Now, that's where things get tricky in that pharmacy benefit manager world. The company is paid by health plans to manage prescription drug benefits. They're a middleman. It says the bill forces them to file annual reports on their cost and bars them from making patients pay copays that are higher than the selling costs of the drugs. Now, think about that. I guess what they're worried about is there are people out there who would sit there and know that their copay, and you would hope you would know what your copay is, and let's say your copay is 30 bucks. And the drugs, 20 bucks. Well, most people who are intelligent are not just anybody with common sense would sit there and say, well, just don't run it through my insurance. I'll pay you the 20 bucks. But once again, I think it's government saying, no, we got to be the mom and dad of these uh, these young children. Because they're not going to know what their copay is. There probably are some out there, but really? State Rep. Callie, Republican from Portland, Michigan, who's one of the sponsors of the bill, described them as, quote, sweeping and broad, end quote. She's hoping to, quote, rein in, end quote, ways pharmacy benefit managers have learned to make extra revenue. So the people that charge you tax you for everything even when there's something new they tax you on that because they want the extra revenue are trying to stop other people from making extra revenue now in the grand scheme of things you may say well that's going to help us in the end probably not but i i like to look in the world or be in the world of uh, fairness as governor whitmer said the other day we need to be fair Well, is it fair that you guys charge us taxes on everything, upside, downside, doesn't matter what it is, because you're looking for extra revenue streams? And I've actually heard representatives and senators, politicians use the word extra revenue. Yet you stop other people in the private industry from making extra revenue. There's more to it. I got to take a break. You listen to Live with Rank. It is Free Speech Friday. We're going to go to the phone lines coming up right after this. You're listening to Live with Rank on this Free Speech Friday. I appreciate that. Lines are open. Plenty of lines here in my new studio. 269-441-9595. You can call in with whatever you'd like. So let's go to Marshall, Michigan. 
and Brent. He would like to talk about what's happening in Ukraine, I'm being told. Good morning, Brent, and welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. Thank you. Uh, congratulations on the new studio, guys. Um, it sounds like it's going well. Well, yeah, it's, we're getting the kinks out of it and learning the new uh, software and board and everything. But I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, this Ukraine thing, um, I've, I've got a little bit of information that's um, not such a stretch, really. And, you know, you think about uh, Ukraine being a hotbed of corruption. You know, we know that... Um, Four major main politicians have their kids working out of energy companies out of there. Um, there's a lot going on. And um, I, I have a couple different sources, but um, uh, what I read is that Putin has bombed, um, I think it's nine out of 11 bioweapons factories over there that could possibly produce more um, pandemics and things. And, uh, it's just, there's so much more going on. And I've seen, um, certain pictures out of Ukraine where there's like documents and parking lots that are on fire. And I, I really believe that this is a gigantic cover up like, you know, Biden and the deep state, if you will, they have a million reasons to destroy Ukraine. And, um, I just, you know, I, I kind of wanted to get but that But why would there. Putin go along with that? Go along with what aspect exactly? It sounds like you're saying uh, Biden and his administration got Putin to uh, invade Ukraine yeah. to cover up. That's that's the impression I got. So that's why I wanted you, you to be able to clarify well, that. they have done business together, you know. Um, yes, I know. Putin did give three and a half million dollars to Biden and he killed Nord Stream or no, gave him Nord Stream and killed our pipeline. Right, right. So I, I do believe there's that cursory corruption also, but this other stuff is deeper, deeper, deeper and goes forever in a day. And, um, you know, it's just, I, got I don't you. think that, you know. You know, and, and we're also, you know, not supposed to watch American news. USA News, the local news, great. It's fine. But the the program after is about 94% lies. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, I definitely am there with you on the mainstream manipulative news or media, and that's including ABC, NBC, CBS. It's tough. They, they did it to themselves. Maybe they're doing good reporting now, but certainly uh, I, I don't trust them because it, they lied so much in the past. You know, what is interesting, thanks a lot for calling in, Brent, by the way, line just opened up. What is interesting is what the new sanctions that came out yesterday, uh, what wasn't brought forth. One being SWIFT. Now, if it's because the European countries didn't want to knock Russia off the SWIFT system, which would basically put their country on an island, they they couldn't have any any real uh, contracts or money movement between Russia and anybody out there. So if it really wasn't Biden who was on board with that, he should have said it yesterday. I want – that's what I would have done. I want to put the SWIFT – sanctions on them take them off of the swift banking system the problem is other countries you don't have to name them just say other countries in europe did not want to do that and the other thing was this do you know what's still on the table personally 
hurting Putin some way, sanctioning Putin in some way. I, I, you you would have thought that would have been the first thing they would have done. Why they're not doing it, I don't know. Let's go back to the phone lines and uh, Sterling Heights, Michigan. Rob, good morning, Rob. How are you doing today, Mike? Good, thank you. It's Friday and it's sunny. You know what else? It's snowing over here. It's snowing where you guys are on the east side of the state? Yeah, it is. It is snowing pretty bad. Well, probably. uh, It was snowing bad this morning. The roads were really bad for me coming in this morning, but it is. uh, You're probably going to have this sunshine coming your way. So let's think positive. The one thing about the sanctions that I did learn is that. They didn't take the Russian uh, oil off the table. Russia yeah, you're, you're the sanction. You're right. And, and if I may, and then I'll bring you back on. It is very interesting that, and I have it here. I'm, I meant to bring that up and talk about it. It said, I can't find it now, but... Can't find it, but Rob is right. They are sanctioning everything. They are sanctioning has nothing to do with their energy, which is interesting because they can talk and tell you how bad these sanctions are going to be for their economy and all. But their economy is run by, and their number one export, where they get all their hard currency, is mainly from oil, gas, energy coal and that they're not sanctioning and they're saying they're not sanctioning sanctioning it because they don't want to hurt the people in for instance our country as well as other european countries because they they are on the teat of russia so much for gas germany in particular i think germany gets 60 percent of their oil and natural gas from russia and the rest of the countries get about 40 percent Right, and, and well, thirty percent for the rest of Europe, and they, they are very dependent on Russian oil. But the thing that gets me is that you condemn an invasion, but yet you're funding it. You can what? It, you're you're really muffled, by the way, Rob. So it's difficult to hear okay, you. Can you hear me a little better? Yes, I can. You, you, uh, I you can what? You're, doing, you're condemning an invasion on the one hand, and then the second hand, you're funding the invasion. Right. So. Right. I understand that Germany is very dependent on it, and, they, and a lot of experts I listened to said they probably won't last six months if they had to stop Russian oil. And it would definitely put a hurt on the U.S., I believe. I was listening to Hannity yesterday. He said the U.S. imports about 300,000 barrels of uh, Russian oil a month. Oh, I and think there's more than that. I think it's more than that. I think it's more than that. Well, that's a rough estimate. I found it a little over about 500,000 barrels a month. They said if they opened up the Keystone Pipeline, it would be over 800,000 barrels if it was at full capacity. So you can definitely stop that. I know there's a congresswoman down here just north of me. Her name is... Uh, Slotkin? Her name is... Elisa Slotkin? Slotkin, yeah. Yeah, she wants to start a production in other countries. Now, other countries would include Venezuela and Iran. And I know that, according to Hannity yesterday... The U.S. did buy, March last year, did buy some barrels of oil from Iran. Now you're sponsoring the number one state sponsor of terrorism. And Iran, I don't know if Biden has done this yet or not, but he's going to give them a green light to get a nuclear weapon. And what does that do in a few years when Israel doesn't want that to happen? You can start a war in the Middle East with that. 
the technical policy. But the road we're going down because of our energy, stopping our energy production, is going to have catastrophic effects around the world. Right. And that's why we're going to be interviewing, speaking to Chris Ventura coming up in the next segment, because uh, it's dealing with exactly this. So I appreciate your call. And I, I can I ask you a favor, Rob? If you ever call Hannity's show yeah. and you get on air, mention my show twice, okay? Okay. <laughs> Because you mentioned him twice on my show, giving him a promo on my show. Give me some promo on his show, okay? <laughs> Thanks for calling in, 269-441-9595. As I said, if everything goes well, Chris Ventura from the Consumers Energy Alliance Group, he's the Midwest director uh, there, uh, will come on air to give us some more insight. I'm... Uh, they work with this stuff all the time, and he certainly should uh, be able to give us more greater insight into this. I did find what I was looking for. The sanctions that Ob- Biden, Biden is what I was going to say. Barack Obama is what I was. It's this. This still the same. Putin didn't dare move when Trump was in office. Ob- Obama was in a. Uh, Obama was in office. They take Crimea within a year. Of Biden being in office, they now are tanking more, if not all, of the country. Interesting. The sanctions that he bragged yesterday were going to be so horrible on Russia omits the Russian energy giant company Rosneft because they're concerned about disrupting energy markets. Okay, I get it. But don't sit there and say that it's going to be such a huge uh, weight on uh, on the company or on the country. These great sanctions, when in fact you're not sanctioning where they get the most of their hard currency, the money to run the war. You're listening to Live with Rank, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Live with the Rank show on this Free Speech Friday, and I'm uh, happy to announce that Chris was able to call in or did his name is chris ventura he's the consumer energy alliance's midwest director he specializes in monitoring and advocating on energy and environmental policies impacting the midwest region infrastructure energy sectors and markets they contacted me the other day and asked me hey would you like this expert to come on air to talk about the issue Obviously, that will affect many of us immediately, more than likely. We'll find out from Chris due to Russia invading Ukraine, and that's oil and the oil prices. And will they spike? Yesterday, for the first time in a long time, the price of a barrel of oil went up to $105, but it did retreat below 100 by the end of the day. So that being said, let's go to Chris. Good morning, Chris, and welcome to the Live with Rank Show. Appreciate you calling in. How is this going to affect us in the United States? Well, good morning to you, to you as well, Rank, and thanks for having me on. You know, talking about energy prices and the Russian invasion you know, of Ukraine, you know, as you mentioned, we, we've seen oil for the first time since 2014 break that $100 mark. And as a result of that, you know, we're going to be seeing the impact right here in the United States even more so than we are today when we're going to fill up our gas, our, our cars at the gas station, and when we're paying our, our energy bills, whether it's for home heating, 
with natural gas, whether it's for propane, whether it's for fuel oil. Energy prices are continuing to, uh, to go up because of this. Why would propane or natural gas go up when we're dealing with uh, this oil price as we're talking about? Yeah, quite simply, when you look at where oil and natural gas is produced and where it is sent to, uh, Russia remains the, the main conduit of natural gas to Europe, and they're already seeing in Europe prices 50% higher than they were this time last year. Uh, here in the United States, we're seeing the exact same thing. Uh, we're seeing natural prices increase, and you know, unfortunately, it's, it's not a result uh, just of, of the invasion of Ukraine, but it's the energy policy that the Biden administration has embarked on since day one. Well, I do know due to the Biden administration's attack against all carbon-based fuels uh, that we're, we're paying, you know, what I call the Biden tax, which is at least another dollar per uh, gallon of gas than we did a little over a year ago. And but specifically when it comes to the invasion of Ukraine from Russia or by Russia, now we're talking oil. I know they supply a lot of natural gas there also. Uh, by the way, we're I'm being told, and it is a little bit to hear from you. Are you on a speaker? And I'm getting emails from people saying they cannot hear you very well. So I don't know if you can correct that, uh, I, Chris. I'll correct. Is this any better? Yeah, that's better. Right. I should have I told Perfect. you that speaker phones don't work well when it comes to radio. Uh, that being said, I, I understand the direct correlation to oil. And yes, it went over 100 to 105. Then it retreated back below 100. But I, if I remember correctly, it was up about a dollar a barrel yesterday. But it'll continue to creep up. So that I expect to be a direct correlation to prices going up here in the, in the country when it comes to uh, gasoline, heating oil, perhaps, mm-hmm. because oil is a world economy. Uh, even when we, what, a year, a little over a year ago when Trump was in office, the United States was the first time, I think, I believe ever, or certainly in a long time, we were self-sufficient. And Biden and the Democrats uh, took care of that in no short term and made us uh, not uh, dependent on other countries, Russia being one, as well as the, the uh, Middle East. But when it comes to natural gas, should we see natural gas prices go up? And why would that be? You know, the, the exact same reason when you're, when you're producing oil, you're also producing natural gas. And so Russia, for, for a long time, has used energy as a geopolitical weapon. You, know, you just have to look to the early 2000s when they cut off natural gas shipments uh, to countries in, in Europe. Uh, to, to basically make them feel the pain. And they've used energy as a, a diplomatic plug-in. And when President Biden, you know, tells us that we're using every tool in the toolbox to lower energy prices here as a result of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, uh, you know, quite clearly he's not doing everything he can actually do. And you look at what we're experiencing, the pain that, you know, Michiganders are, are having every day when they have to fill up their car at the gas station. You know, there are, are, three things that the Biden administration can do if they really want to use every tool in the toolbox to help lower prices. You know, first, uh, they can begin uh, holding federal lease sales, both onshore and offshore, and opening up the Gulf. They can make sure that we're able to build critical energy infrastructure and ask Governor Whitmer to drop her reckless lawsuit on Line 5, which increases uncertainty, uh, especially in Midwestern markets. 
And then three, they can also open up the National Petroleum Reserve in Alaska so we can produce more energy here in America. What do you mean by that? Because the Petroleum Reserve at best, you know, most experts I hear saying that it's really, it's really a, a, a head fake in a way. It's maybe we'll do something for a day or two. Uh, how would opening the Petroleum Reserves help us in a uh, more broader way? Yeah, so in a more broader way, we're not talking about the, the petroleum reserve that actually holds oil that we can tap immediately down in, in, in the Gulf Coast. Uh, we're talking about the strategic petroleum reserve up in Alaska, which is where, if you remember the Alaska pipeline, uh, where we were able to produce energy back in the 1970s and 1980s to, to break the OPEC oil embargo. Uh, we've got an, an area of land set aside up in Alaska that the Biden administration is, is trying to put back off limits to increase oil and natural gas production. So you're talking, and this is what I want to make clear. Are you talking different than what we have for times of war or whatever, the the strategic uh, petroleum reserves? Exactly. So are you you talking about that or something different? Something different. Okay, okay. I want to make that clear. So this has something to do with we'd be able to start – if I'm understanding you correctly, open up the spigots quicker up in up in can excuse me up in Alaska, which would then flood the market with oil. Well, it, it, it takes some time to develop the the oil and resources up there, which is why you've got to start today to make sure that we've got energy security tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well, so the, the three things being leases, start opening those leases or giving out those leases on federal lands. What was the second one? I, I, oh, it had to do with line five, but you had something, something before that? It does. Making sure that we can build energy infrastructure in this country again. As you saw on day one, the Biden administration canceled Keystone XL, right. placing thousands of union laborers out of a job. And just the, the uncertainty that we have to actually transfer energy from secure North American resources to our refiners here in America is a big deal and contributing to the rising price of gas. But that's all going to take that would all take time to happen. And, and it should happen. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it sounds like we are due to Biden and the Democrats uh, taking us backwards. And now we're we're not self-sufficient that the pain's coming and there's nothing they can do to stop it in the short term. Short term, there's, short term there's, there's not much that they can do, but they need to start planning today for the long term. I agree. Because every dollar increase that we see in gas prices is costing people $530 a year. I appreciate calling in, Chris. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You're welcome, Mike. Have a great day, too. You, too. 269-441-9595. The lines are back open. I, I know when he started using that strategic uh, petroleum reserve, I was wondering if he was talking about the same thing I'm thinking of because that does nothing when uh, any of our presidents would say, well, we're going to open and we're our strategic petroleum reserves and, you know, give out three million barrels. That's, you know, a day or two that they're talking about. So that's more of a political move to uh, – fake people out and think that they're doing something when it's really not going to do anything that affects us. It sounds like because of where they put us, we're in that situation here in the short term that we're going to be paying more. Let's hope something changes since we're not sanctioning them. Maybe it will. I'm sanctioning the energy companies there. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I'm not really sure. You're listening to the Live with Rank Show, and I appreciate that 
very, very much. We'll be right back after this top of the hour break. Lines are back open, 269-441-9595. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.